0: Welcome to the All People Podcast, where we talk all people all the time. I'm your host, Elisa Southall. My goal is to improve Canada and employee experiences as well as company cultures throughout U.S. employers. We do this by leading with empathy, diversity, inclusion, equality, teamwork, and transparency. Come on this journey with me. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of All People Podcast, where we talk all people all the time. I'm your host, Elisa Southall, and I am here today with Sierra Mitchell. Sierra Mitchell is the Division Director of the Office of Apprenticeship for the Department of Labor. I am so excited to talk with Sierra and have you all learn more about her and the apprenticeship program. Sierra, I'd love for you to uh, introduce yourself and tell our guests or our listeners a little bit more about you and who you are and what you do.
1: Hi, Alisa. Hi, everyone. My name is Sierra Mitchell. As Alisa mentioned, I'm a division director in the Office of Apprenticeship. I oversee our industry engagement and strategic partnerships portfolio. So basically what that means is that I have the pleasure of working with um, stakeholders across the country, be it employers, industry associations, labor unions, uh, state, educators, uh, community-based organizations, to help them meet their uh, workforce needs, whether it be recruitment, training, or retention needs through registered apprenticeship. Um, we have staff at the, I work at the headquarters office and in, in Washington, DC for the Department of Labor, but we have staff located across the country, at the national, regional, state, and local level who are really paid to help others, employers, job seekers, Um, to really match those career seekers to employers to help career seekers find rewarding careers and kind of get a jump start on their career paths through apprenticeship and to help employers create registered apprenticeship programs, um, which are training programs to help build a skilled workforce. So that's in a nutshell what I do. Awesome. Well, I want to drop
0: some statistics for everybody because I went on the apprenticeship.gov website and if you go on that, it has a did you know feature, right? And so not only does it say that there's 800,000 apprentices nationally across, you know, across the US, but it says the average starting salary after an apprentice completes an apprenticeship program is $77,000 a year. Um, also that there's a 93% employment retention rate and $300,000 lifetime earning advantage. So, I mean, with those statistics, I don't know why we are not having more of these programs. Um, So tell us a little bit more about that, you know, about those things that, that we talk, that you talk about on your website.
1: Thank you so much for pointing that out. Um, And I have to say, that was one of the main reasons that I joined the Department of Labor's Office of Apprenticeship, because I wasn't aware of it. And when I found out about it, I thought, where has this been all my life? Why didn't I know it more? And how can I help really evangelize and spread the word? Um, And that's basically what I do every day. And so I am happy to say that the interest and demand for registered apprenticeship is growing. So while we still have work to do, it's grown 70% over the past decade, which is exciting. So those numbers are really because of the proven um, the proven uh, retention rates that you mentioned, the, 30, the 93% retention rates um, and just really the proven success record. And so we are seeing a 44.5% um, return on investment from employers and so what what we've been doing is really um, reaching out to employers and our stakeholders educational systems workforce boards states governors um, labor unions and we did an ask a year ago and said do any of you want to help us really spread the word it's one thing from for Sierra Mitchell from the Department of Labor to say registered apprenticeship is great you should try it um, But it's another thing when you get employers on board to be those champions. And so we launched an apprenticeship ambassador initiative and basically welcomed employers and others to join us to really serve as champions for Russian apprenticeship. And we received hundreds of responses. So now we have um, employers of all sizes, small, medium and large from Google and um, IBM and um, Microsoft and Amazon and CVS and others who are really serving as champions and leaders to really help employers know that registered apprenticeship not only works, but it can work in multiple industries. I think some people think of apprenticeship as specifically in the construction trade, but it is definitely, we've seen an expansion across multiple industries, especially over the past five years, um, from cybersecurity, clean energy, um, and advanced manufacturing to healthcare, hospitality, and many more.
0: Yeah. And I can tell you, you know, I am somebody, you know, when I was working in HR, I actually deployed a registered apprenticeship program locally at my organization. And then I championed um, and led an initiative for us to nationally, you know, roll this out. And one of the things that people may not know, so when you have a registered apprenticeship program, every state in the U.S. gets funding to do these registered apprenticeship programs. Um, And then the other pieces are, They get to build the curriculum with their local community colleges to what they want it to be. They get to build the program for what they want it to be, and they can have a cohort that is not only you know, like you were talking about one particular skill set, right? If it's an assembler, maybe they also have a sales and a customer service and, you know, uh, an HR, right? They can have all these different um, cohorts, you know, individuals within a cohort that are in different professions. And so I think that that's really important, but you can have multiple cohorts running as well. And so I think that, you know, from the terms of the apprenticeship, registered apprenticeship program, I think that that's key is really using it to, to accelerate your workforce and build your pipeline of
1: talent. Exactly. Our staff not only work with employers and others to build that curriculum, either using the current training models that they have or looking at gaps in the areas that they might need more assistance, helping to connect them to partners in the area, whether it's a local community college, a four year institution, a vocational school, or others, um, to build that curriculum so the employer knows exactly what competencies the, the apprentice will learn and the apprentice knows. That as well which helps with that retention and that loyalty to that organization um, and then our staff also help those employers access funding and as you mentioned registered apprenticeship allows one of the many benefits is the access to funding um, and then our office in addition to that funding and supportive services at the state and local level um, for uh, equipment and transportation childcare, and other supportive co- services costs our office also has invested over a billion dollars over the eight, the past eight years in grants and contracts to also spur the expansion of registered apprenticeship. Um, and, and after uh, employers or organizations launch those apprenticeship programs, our staff work with the workforce system to help them, as you mentioned, build that pipeline of talent um, and diversify their workforce. We're really big on diversification. In fact, we see registered apprenticeship as a strong diversity, equity, and inclusion um, strategy. Uh, we have partners from at the Women's Bureau, uh, several youth services. We've partnered with educators, um, veterans. So if employers are interested in hiring veterans, more women, youth, people of color, uh, people with disabilities, we have those connections to help them do that. And, and that's what we're here to do.
0: And I can even say when we were recruiting at the former company I was with, we had to you know, you had to interview everybody, right? There were certain criteria you had to meet to make sure that you were fulfilling those diversity requirements. And I personally liked that because I'm like, you had to screen everybody the same exact way to ensure equity. Like, imagine if we did this for every job, like, wouldn't this be perfect? But you had to devise what your rating scale was gonna be and everybody had to be asked the same questions on the same rating scale. And it was straightforward in that way, but it was also fair for everybody that was involved.
1: Exactly. Registered Apprenticeship includes, you know, requirements to ensure that the apprentices reflect the communities in which they operate in, which helps employers stay competitive, um, to have the best ideas, the best and the brightest. And our staff are here. We have universal outreach tools and other tools to help you reach untapped talent that you may not have thought about or had access to in the past to make sure that, as you mentioned, they have an opportunity to work for your organization and to learn along with others. So we definitely see this um, see this as a, a value for the community as a whole um, and for the employer.
0: One of the other things I think right now is really important in terms of how the apprenticeship can be helpful. And I'll look at the job seeker side of it, right? There are a lot of job seekers right now, regardless of what generation they're in. But I think a lot of times they're you know potentially Gen X or even baby boomers even some of those millennials, they're starting to switch careers and make career pivots. And that's where the apprenticeship program can be really effective for them. Because the idea of the apprenticeship program is you're coming into something that you have no experience in, or very little experience in, and you're learning a new skill. And you're getting that on the job experience plus the educational tools that you need to get there. And so for people like teachers or you know any any other profession where they're switching careers? I think it's great that job seekers can now have the apprenticeship program to, or have always had, but now may know that they can go and and look on the apprenticeship.gov website for opportunities as they're pivoting. This is a,
1: a pivotal moment in our in our country. I think with the pandemic, you know, um, a lot of people unfortunately lost jobs, and it also helped, you know, and kind of forced people to really think about um, their careers and and those career paths and. Um, we've noticed that, organ that people are really looking for something new, um, but unfortunately, they don't have the funds to go to school and not work to take care of their families. And so, the beauty of registered apprenticeship is that it does allow you to earn and learn at the same time. Um, as a as a mom, you know, I I went through that myself. I I started young and I, I wanted to go into one career path, but I I had to go to school and so. Um, unfortunately, for a lot of a lot of parents, they get stuck into jobs that they might not have wanted to go into because they they needed to to make an income and a living for their children. And so, um, I think that's why I fell in love with first apprenticeship. I'm passionate about it, and why others are too, because it gives people an opportunity to you know, as I mentioned, earn and learn at the same time for those career paths. And so, I think my message to anyone out there who who thinks you know I'm interested in learning cybersecurity, but you know, I don't have the funds to go to school or or the, or I, I don't know how to, to, to code or or I don't know anything about it. Fresh art apprenticeship is an opportunity to get your foot in the door. There are companies out there, including big ones and small ones, who are paying people to teach them how to learn um, in those career fields. Um, we see people's lives change all of the time. I met someone at Microsoft um, who was... Who was a veteran, but unfortunately could not find a job after serving for our country, ended up homeless at one time, and is now a software engineer at Microsoft with no previous experience because he, he he um did an apprenticeship where they taught him, they paid him, and they helped him succeed. And so I I am happy to that you are putting this together to really get the word out there that there is hope and there is a way and a pathway. Um to getting into those jobs that you you know have always wanted to get into.
0: I mean, I was even looking to show somebody, and if you go to apprenticeship.gov, there's a section for career seekers and you can actually go to the database and you can look and you can just look by a, a state and see what's available. You can look by city and state, but you couldn't even imagine the amount of, of companies and roles that are doing these apprenticeship programs. Um, so I was very, you know, very intrigued and I'm glad to see that more people are doing it. But You know, I think the other part that's really important to mention about the apprenticeship program that I think is also um, a a plus for both individuals, but there has to be a mentor assigned to each apprentice. Um, And that mentor is really at the criteria of the company, right? They don't have to um, be a direct, you know, supervisor, right? There's not a certain criteria, but they do have to meet regularly. And I have seen that both the mentor and the mentee benefit extremely greatly from that relationship. How, you know, why do you think that it's important that they have sort of one mentor that they have throughout their program?
1: There are so many reasons that I think mentorship is key. One, it's a great succession plan because the mentor is typically someone who sees them and who knows that job. And so um, it is key that, we share that information. We've all seen that with the advances in technology, things are constantly changing. And so, um, I think with any organization, you need to have more than one person that has a unique skill set. And so, mentorship, for one, I think is key, It's because it allows others to, you know, people to kind of share that knowledge um, and pass things on and, and cross train. But two, it's, it's important for the employees because. Um, it allows them to have someone to answer questions for them, you know, when they have them. I think we've all probably had that first job or two where we kind of had to think or swim. You just jump right in. You don't really have anyone to really guide you. And because of that, you make mistakes. Um, and sometimes the morality is low, you know, the morale is low. And so I think it's important that um, to help build morale, to help build that, that sense of community. Um, And to help get that culture within that organization, it is so important to have a mentor who can make sure that you uh, understand what you're doing, reduce any mistakes, and really succeed in that organization. I think when people feel that they are being set up for success, they tend to stay and enjoy the job and the work that they're doing even more.
0: Couldn't agree with you more. Um, one of the things I also wanted to bring attention to in terms of the apprenticeship program is, you know, the way that it's structured is that there's a, you know, the company gets to pick how much education. So maybe it's 220 hours and then maybe there's 4,000 hours of on-the-job training, right? Those are just estimates, but they can pick their their requirements. Um, but that being said, that apprentice is getting pay bumps during that entire process where maybe at 1,000 hours they're getting a dollar fifty cents, whatever the company designates, and I think that that's important because it's showing what we should be doing as organizations anyway, which is as our skills improve, right? We should be getting those pay rates that are reflective of those improved skills. Um, so I love that 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 it happens, but I also know that that has sometimes been challenging for those internal employees who aren't getting those similar type of pay bumps, and a little bit frustrating for them.
1: I agree. I think. And I think when people ask why are the retention rates in registered apprenticeships so high, I definitely think that the page increases are important. I think one of the main ways that you can recognize someone for their work is, is to make sure that you're giving them, that they're being compensated and they're they're showing that you, know, that, you, that you appreciate their worth and see their worth and their value. And so I think that it is a shame that for a lot of employees, they don't receive pay increases. Um, which is why we intentionally include that in registered apprenticeship. We work with the employer from day one. And again, the apprentice knows that too. So they not only learn what competencies they'll learn throughout their registered apprenticeship program, but they'll know what their pay increases will be, uh, which is so important.
0: Yeah, it is absolutely important. And I know that that was a good thing that they all liked that they knew everything in advance. Um, so I think that that's a good part of the program. Um, the other thing that I want to talk about um, is when we're when you're building that apprenticeship program, or when we are looking at it as a whole, right? Um, I found that it was really great because apprenticeship U.S.A. or apprenticeship.gov, however we're going to refer to them, they actually do an apprenticeship week in November, and that week is supposed to be designed for you to, you know, continue to recognize your apprentice and find ways to engage them. Um, and what they're doing, and really shine a light on on that experience internally within your organization. And I know as it's been progressing, um, both at a local level, a state level, and a federal level, Apprenticeship USA has been providing ideas of how you can start to you know, create a, a recognition program during the, that particular week. And so I think that it's great that they're trying to build this community to say, hey, look at what's happening in our org, like, let's honor this, this, you know, group of people, this cohort that's going through this learning and and um, hands on experience.
1: I'm so glad that you mentioned National Apprenticeship Week. We uh, that is probably our the best week that we can have in the Office of Apprenticeship. It's a nationwide celebration of registered apprenticeship. It's an opportunity for employers to really highlight their programs. A lot of employers open their doors and allow the community to come in schools, to come in to see what a day in the life of an apprentice is like. A lot of employers will have business roundtables to really talk about the industry needs and, and uh, with the apprentice panels, hear from the apprentices and allow other employers to see the value that apprentices bring to their organization. Um, They have webinars and podcasts and graduations and uh, it's an exciting week. Last year we had um, the most events across the country that we've ever had. There were over 1300 registered apprenticeship related events across the country, Um, almost 400 proclamations across the country. This year, National Apprenticeship Week is taking place November 13th through the 19th. So we are so excited. We have a lot of information on Apprenticeship.gov. For anyone who wants to come, it's a great opportunity for current registered apprenticeship stakeholders, partners, and sponsors to highlight their programs, but it's also a great way to learn more about registered apprenticeship. They usually have public events, so the public can come learn more about registered apprenticeship. And we have a great map on our website that'll show you how to find events in your area. You can look at it by industry um, or a topic area focused on specific populations, uh, but it's a great map, and I definitely recommend encourage people to check it out.
0: We were not as involved as we wanted to be, and then as the years continued, we started getting more and more involved, and so it was great that they started putting out, like, here's some ideas that you could do, so it was wonderful. You know, the other thing that I think is important to know is I always said it's great if you have multiple cohorts, you know, of apprentices. So, you know, you can start off with one to sort of get the idea of what this feels like and what how much um, work it's going to be and, and what that is. But then when you've built one, it sort of becomes second nature to start implementing more and more and more. And I think the value there is that not only can they have a mentor, but they can work, those new apprentice cohorts can work with the other apprentice cohorts, whether they've graduated, whether they're still in the program to say, here's what we've learned, or here's how we can make the program better or whatever. And I feel like having multiple really also shows that there's growth paths that employees can go to. So if I'm a registered apprentice and I start off as a customer service rep, I may get through that apprenticeship program and then say, kind of like sales and business development. And then I could if there's, a path, I, if there's a path available, I could then go to do an apprenticeship program you know, through the business development path. So it's exciting that there's opportunities like that if you can build that succinctly in your organization.
1: I agree completely. We hear so many stories about these apprentice peer-to-peer sessions. And what we're seeing now is a lot of apprentices are starting them on their own and forming them on their own. Some are even going to social media to really create that network and that community. So we think that's great. And Um, It is exciting to see the growth within an organization. As you mentioned, a lot of organizations, some, I shouldn't say a lot, some do start small with just one occupation because it it typically is formed around a specific occupation and need. Um, And then uh, employers, you know, like we had one, it was a, a, a healthcare coder. Um, or something like that, or biotechnology, something in biotechnology. And they created a program and they had it small and they just hired five or six apprentices for for the first cohort. Um, But then they saw that it was successful and then they had another cohort and then they hired 25 to 50 apprentices. By the next year, they were adding multiple occupations. Because it worked for that occupation, they, they moved to another occupation. One thing that we're starting to see now is that a lot of companies, no matter what industry they're in, whether it's construction, healthcare, hospitality, finance, a lot of them are creating cybersecurity apprenticeship programs because cybersecurity, like IT, cuts across all industries um, and there's a critical need for that right now. So we are starting to see that expansion within organizations, um, which does facilitate kind of those networks uh, with, with apprentices.
0: The other thing that I will say, too, is that you talked about how you can, um, you know, you can have those multiple occupations. Right. But then it also helps when you're transitioning. Um, What I will say is if you are some if you're an employee or an apprentice, who is in the program and say for whatever reason you get laid off or you decide to leave the organization, you can go to another employer who has that registered apprenticeship program and just continue on with your program and still get your certificate Um, if, if they have one built. Now, there may be pieces that don't always fit exactly the right way because they may have other classes that you have to take or something like that. But it's nice that because Apprenticeship, you know, USA or apprenticeship.gov regulates all of this. There's an ability for you to still finish the program under a different company or organization.
1: Yes, thank you. I agree. And what we are starting to see, you know, in, in other countries, uh, especially in Europe, registered apprenticeship is really embedded in the culture. Um, but what we are starting to see here in the U.S. is more employers really looking for that wretched apprenticeship credential similar to how they would look for a college degree um, and so w- the beauty of it is that we have this partner or i'm sorry a job finder on apprenticeship.gov uh, where anyone career seekers parents teachers anyone can look for apprenticeship opportunities or jobs online in their area by industry and what we're seeing is that a lot of employers, whereas they used to look for a high school diploma or a college degree, are also either adding or or just putting, we are looking for someone with a reg- with registered apprenticeship experience or a registered apprenticeship credential. Um, so that is really exciting to see. We're starting to see that more and more. Um, and as you mentioned, if someone does not complete a registered apprenticeship program, um, or completes a pre apprenticeship program, a lot of times employers will um, use that experience and that time and those competencies um, and add them into that program so they don't have to start from the beginning and can continue on. But uh, we are also seeing a lot of employers create programs together. A lot of employers, the Risher apprenticeships is not only bringing industry and education together, but it's bringing industry together in, in unique ways that we really haven't seen before, where they're creating a standard for for what the critical needs are for a a certain occupation. Um, Semiconductors are really big right now. Um, They're working together to say, what are those critical needs that we need right now? Let's create a program together and work together um, to make sure that all of our needs are met. Um, And so our staff are happy to support them in that way as well.
0: That's fantastic. It's almost like an employee share, but they're not necessarily sharing the employees, but they're sharing Sort of the cost of that program and, and pushing that out because there is there is some cost to the employer, but um, significantly decreased because of what the apprenticeship program can provide. But I I do think that you know it's great that other companies, competitors even, are saying, hey, let's just do this together and rather than fight for the talent, we'll just get you know talent from the other organizations that maybe or other companies where other people now want to have a new skill
1: set. They work together to kind of create that national standard um, and agree upon that standard, and then we have contractors and support people and technical assistance providers who can then help them implement it within that their organizations. And again, we have funding that we can use. There's incentive funding to really help offset those costs of starting a new program within the organization, and we provide other technical assistance and support as well to help connect them to partners in their area. So. Uh, but I agree. it's it's nice to see employers and even competitors working together to really meet those critical needs.
0: And I know you mentioned the pre-apprenticeship program. So if I understand that right, because i we did not have one, but if I understand that correctly, that's for high school age students. Is that correct?
1: So it can be for some. Interestingly, pre-apprenticeships can range depending on the industry and the occupation. They can range from high school students to adults. Um, it really depends on the needs of the employers. So we have some employers who uh, like in Megatronics, they might need a certain type of engineer, but before they can start even start that registered apprenticeship or even in construction, they need to make sure that those apprentices have some basic skills um, to then feed into that program. So, we do have some in high school, but we do have some for adults. Um, And that's the great thing about restaurant apprenticeship. It is customizable really to meet the needs of that employer um, and their industry and occupation.
0: Yeah. I knew that there was an opportunity for a pre-apprenticeship and I don't think that that's talked about enough as well, but there's sort of like you, know, you can build this baseline of like even if we're not sure we want to go this route or we can't deploy a whole large apprenticeship program what can we deploy so we're starting to get closer to those you know to that area um so that is great that there is that available one of the things i will say that um i would love to see more of is sort of those post apprenticeship stories right what you know how are companies handling that because i know internally uh, what we found when when i was working for that employer in new hampshire was the apprentices were done and then they, I think they sort of felt like now we're not learning, you know, we're not, we don't feel like we're getting the education component or we don't feel like we're getting that hands-on like learning component. And it was always for us looking at how can we continue to make them feel like they're learning all the time, even though they might be, they just don't feel it because in the apprenticeship, it's very straightforward. And so I would love to hear more about how we can, you know, gather sort of those those post-apprentice communities and how they're working together or hear their stories of where they are now. You know, that would be fantastic.
1: Well, it's great that you mentioned that because we we also want to hear those stories. We do have a new success story repository on our website on apprenticeship.gov where we feature all of these success stories, um, which is exciting to kind of hear kind of uh, their journey throughout their apprenticeship program and where they are afterwards. But We wanted to take it a step further to really hear from the apprentice themselves and really give them a platform to share their stories, um, promote registered apprenticeship, and even develop ideas uh, for ways that we can continue to to, uh, bring awareness to registered apprenticeship. But as you mentioned, to make sure apprentices are still feeling like they're learning or have the support they need. So um, we are in the process of looking and identifying an initiative to do that, to create a larger national network of apprentices, those currently in a program and apprentice graduates to give them that platform. So please be on the lookout for an announcement soon.
0: That's great. And it also, I think, challenged us as an employer to say, how can we make our internal programs better? Right. I mean, I think that that was really a good thing that came from that. Um, And even building like SMEs and how we're going to train these individuals. And I know... One of the things that I think all of, both the apprentices and the workforce really enjoyed is part of our program was they had to do, um, we were in a manufacturing environment. They had to do a sort of a continuous improvement effort and they had to not only identify and work with the internal team to determine what they wanted to fix or resolve. And then they actually had to do the project and then present it to a group of their mentors and the CEO and HR, right? And so it was really great because Even if they were never going to have to present in their role, they got those presentation skills and they actually got to make an impact in something that was part of the organization. Um, So they got to feel like they contributed to something, an overall process that would change the way
1: things were happening. That is great. And we love hearing stories like that. And I think that's another reason why we want to create an initiative like this so that apprentices can share their experience, experiences and employers can hear best practices like that and learn firsthand and hear firsthand how you know different initiatives or opportunities like that really did help benefit the apprentice and the employer you know at the same time. So thank you for sharing that and looking forward to hearing more uh, and really spreading the word about other ways that employers can you know give those apprentices a professional development experience and opportunity outside of their their apprenticeship programs.
0: And so for an employer who is looking to maybe make this change, right, I know that they could probably, you know, go on apprenticeship.gov, but they probably also could call their um, local apprenticeship.gov office and get some more information about, you know, how to go about that process, who the partnering community colleges are, right, all those other features. And so would that be step one or do you think that there's something else they can do even before they make that phone call to start preparing themselves for implementing an apprenticeship program?
1: Great question. So, yes, I think one, it's the best thing is to really think about what those critical needs are. So if there's a particular occupation that they're in need of, whether it's nursing, um, a cybersecurity tech, an engineering um, technician, an engineer, you know, If it's a specific occupation that they're in need of, I think it's important for them to really think through what those critical workforce needs are um, so that when they reach out to to our staff and our teams, we can be prepared to help them. Um, Apprenticeship.gov is, I think, basically the one-stop shop for all things apprenticeship, and I would definitely recommend that they go there. There is a place where they can find apprenticeship representatives in their state. Um, so they can um, get access to all of their contact information. On the employer page, there's also a button at the top, an interest and apprenticeship button, and that's kind of like a a quick questionnaire that just asks kind of where they're located, what their needs are, and if they fill that out, our system and our referral process will automatically match them to the right person to meet their needs, whether it's in their industry or in their local area. So there's kind of two ways that Either they can reach out directly to their apprenticeship representative, or they can fill out the questionnaire and have an apprenticeship representative reach out to them, whichever they prefer. But we are stand ready to, to work with them um, and answer any questions they may have. And they can also email us at apprenticeship at That's
0: fantastic. Um, one of the things I know that was scary, I'll say, or um, maybe dissuaded people from building an apprenticeship program was not the program itself, right? I think everybody sees the return on investment, but for smaller organizations who may only have an HR department of one or two or even, you know, no HR department, right? It is it is work to, you know, deploy the program and maintain the programs. Now, of course, apprenticeship.gov helps you along the way. Your Your college partner or your education partner helps you along the way. Um, but there are things like helping to build the curriculum and actually going through the recruitment process, identifying the occupation that you have to do on your own, plus the milestones and the graduations and the rapid system and all of that. So I think that, you know, some of that uh, apprehension maybe comes from, hey, we don't have the time for this, right? And so if if somebody sort of has that mindset of we don't have the time for this, do you then build sort of like a partner program of people that you
1: can refer them to who do have the time to help them implement these? Yes. Understanding the needs, especially for small businesses, we that over $1 billion that I mentioned that we've invested in the past eight years was to partners at the state, regional, and local level who can help them, um, who can do just that, who can Either connect them to other people, those group programs who've already really kind of laid out the standards and uh, and kind of created a whole registered apprenticeship program in a box for them um, that can give it that can give it to them and say we've already figured out what the needs are, what the curriculum would look like, and here is that blueprint which we call standards. And we can help you implement this within your organization. We have staff here who can help you. We have funding to support the program and that implementation. Um, And we can help help, uh, you know, spread the word, amplify your program, and help recruit your program, help you with any recruitment needs that you might have to build that pipeline into your program. And so our staff are here, but we also have grantees and partners all across the country who are paid by us. To, to help them for free with all those needs. So I hope that they do know that if time or capacity is an issue, we have uh, grantees and representatives and contractors across the country that can help them um, and take that burden off of their shoulders. Excellent, that's good to
0: hear because I don't want that to be the, the hurdle that people have to you know ch- that get in their way of using one of these programs. Because like I said, you know even when we were deploying it nationally, um, it was like, why haven't we been doing this? It, particularly when you hear, you know, manufacturing, right? There's a lot of those trades are, are not as, as um, populated as they once were. And so when you're operating in a lean model, or, you know, having trouble finding talent, it can be really challenging. And I think right now for a lot of people, right, they're they're talking about this talent shortage. But I don't see it as a talent shortage. I see it as an opportunity for us to build more of these apprenticeship programs and say, do you want to transition into a different career into something that might be more rewarding or fulfilling or what have you. Um, And, and we talked about that initially, but I just think that this is going to be the way for us to go. And every company should have at least one
1: program. I don't care how big they are. (laughs) I agree completely. And I think, you know, Others across the department agree the same way, that it's not necessarily just a talent shortage, it's an opportunity to really make sure that employers are equipped to access the talent that they need um, uh, through Registered apprenticeship and kind of build that workforce that they need. Um, and so our, that's what our staff are here for and we're ready to help. Uh, and again, I appreciate you, know, you pulling this together so we can help spread the word, I really do
0: and i do love that with the apprenticeship program you know it's not like those entry level roles that you see that's 3 to 5 years of experience it's a true like you do not have to have any experience you could have worked in retail you could have worked where wherever right and you're coming in with zero experience in that industry but by the time your apprenticeship program is over you probably now have 2 years 3 years 4 years of actual experience that can be beneficial, not only for you, but your organization,
1: which I think is crucial. I agree completely. I think what a lot of people see, especially those coming out of college is that um, employers often are asking for at least one or two years of experience. And so sometimes you'll see that people kind of get stuck because they're, they have this college degree or, or, some other certificate and they say, okay, I want to get a job, or maybe they're just coming out of high school and I want to get a job, um, but employers need one or two years of experience. And so it's, it's hard. And so retro apprenticeship is great because it gives them that experience, the opportunity to learn a new skill without previous experience, and they can get paid to do it. It almost sounds too good to be true for a lot of people oftentimes, um, but, but, you know, it, it's exciting. And so, Um, I agree with you. It is, it is important. And um, we will just want to make sure that more people are aware of that.
0: And I think one of the things I will note, um, you don't have to comment on it, but I will note it for those people listening um, is that an apprentice is a full-time employee of your organization. It's not like when you have a contractor or a temp, they are a full-time employee that is eligible for benefits. They're eligible for everything within your organization that any other employee is eligible for. They're just going through this program specifically.
1: Exactly.
0: Um, And then, so is there anything else that you'd like to share about the program? Anything that you want to tell that you haven't already shared with everybody?
1: Great question. Um, I think the only thing is, if anyone is new to it, I think it's, you know, really to just go to the website and check it out. Um, In addition to all of those grantees and contractors um, that I mentioned, we have those ambassadors, over 200 apprenticeship ambassadors. Um, We have those listed on our website who are also champions and advocates for registered apprenticeship. Um, Youth apprenticeship is really popular right now. A lot of employers are trying to figure out how to increase opportunities for youth um, high school apprenticeship. Uh, we really do see it as a way to build those platforms, especially for students who don't know what they want to do when they graduate from high school or don't necessarily want to go to college or or don't or can't afford it. Registered apprenticeship, we, we don't really see it as an either or to college. And that for a lot of people, it's a pathway to college, um, free of charge. A lot of employers are paying people not only to work and learn at the same time, but are paying for their college degrees and college experience. So I think that is something that else that I'd wanna share with people is to really try it out, explore the website. As Lisa mentioned, there are so many case studies, success stories and videos on the website. So I really just encourage people to check it out and to reach out to us if you have any questions at all.
0: And normally I would say to people, you know, I'd say to you, how do people find you? But I'd rather them find apprenticeship.gov because you probably are being, you know, bombarded with emails all the time, and you're probably not even the one that's going to be able to help them deploy the program. So, um, rather than reaching out to Sierra, who is on LinkedIn, and you can find her if you really, really wanted to, um, visit apprenticeship.gov, and you know, one of one of the representatives can certainly help. The way I end every podcast is going to my favorite, my Angela quote. She is my favorite poet of all times. Um, and she is, has a quote that says, I've learned that people will forget what you did. People will forget what you said, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Can you share a time where that was true for you?
1: The time that I, I remember the most was when I had an opportunity because of my job at the department of labor, and there are a lot of federal apprenticeships too. So if anyone is interested in a job with the federal government, Uh, There are apprenticeship opportunities on USA Jobs as well. A lot of people don't know that. um, And I'm sure that will be increasing soon because there's a lot of interest and demand for it. But um, I had an opportunity to meet Michelle Obama. um, And I was so excited to meet her. I thought of everything I was going to say. And I went up to her and I could not think of any, I couldn't remember what I was going to say, but she looked at me in my eyes, held my hand and said, how are you doing? And I will never forget that because I felt immediately like she truly cared about me, wanted to know how I was doing. I think I was trying to ask her a million questions, but she wanted to, she was checking on me and made me feel like she wanted to know how I was doing. And with her being the first lady at the time, I just couldn't, you know, I couldn't imagine. It was just um, heartwarming for her to really want to ask me how I was doing. And I told her, I said, you know, I'm a, I'm a mom, I'm working, I'm busy. And how do you do it as a mom? And she shared you know, tips for how she, she managed to be the first lady and have the whole weight of the the world on her shoulders and still be a great mom. And she said, I, I just take it minute by minute, day by day. And it was just the best advice for me. But again, she made me feel like she truly cared. Like there was mass chaos around us and thousands of people. But in that moment, her eyes were on me and she was just focused on me. And the And 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 how she could help me, Uh, and so I remember that and try to be as present as possible with people and my kids, (laughs) Um, as present as possible to make sure that they know that and feel heard at all times.
0: That's such an incredible story, Sarah. I mean, the fact that you had the first lady right there, and I can imagine, like you know, what we get starstruck, right? And we're all like, I had all these questions that I should have written them down, and I should have brought a notebook, but it. Ended up turning into something you probably didn't even expect because you may not have asked her, you know, how do you do it? But she she was really intentional about wanting to get to know you and and caring about you, and that's just so incredible. Um, and I wish more people had those types of experiences, not just with celebrities, but in general in their lives of like a feeling that just overwhelmed them and, and consumed them in such a positive way and made them feel valued and important, like like you had. So that's fantastic. Thank you. Um, So I appreciate you being here so much. I cannot wait to tell the world about apprenticeship.gov and um, hopefully many people will start signing up rapidly, Um, but we uh, I'm so excited to get the word out and glad that you took the time to to speak with me today. It was very much
1: appreciated. Um, So thank you again for being here. Thank you for having me and thank you for taking the time to spread the word on so many critical and important issues like registered apprenticeship. Um, Really a pleasure to meet with you. Um, thank you for your passion and interest in registered apprenticeship. You are serving as an an, an ambassador champion for us. And I just want to let you know that um, it doesn't go unnoticed. So thank you so much for the work you've done to create a registered apprenticeship program on your own and to really promote it. Uh, It really is appreciated. Well, thank you.
0: And to all my listeners out there, um, hope you all have a great day and that you're doing well. Um, And as always, lead with empathy, act with kindness. Bye y'all. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to all people podcast. If you enjoyed our show, I'd love for you to subscribe and leave a five-star review. The work doesn't end here. If you want to keep the conversation going, find me on LinkedIn or Facebook or visit my website, apoplepartnerllc.com. Lead with empathy and act with kindness. Have a great day.